The following is a message of First Baptist Richardson. For more information, please visit fbcr.org. Amen. What a great blessing this morning to be here and to fellowship with one another and enjoy the great worship that we have enjoyed already this morning. Thank you, Andy and choir and orchestra, just beautifully, beautifully done. And thank you for taking time out of your Thanksgiving uh, weekend to enjoy this Lord's Day here with us at First Baptist Church. We're honored that you are here. Thank you. Do you uh, remember where you were when? So I think this past week was the uh, anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. Some of you can remember where you were when you heard that news. Do you remember where you were when President Reagan was shot? Some of you remember exactly where you were when you heard that news. Do you remember where you were when the space shuttle Challenger exploded and you heard that news? I do. Do you remember where you were when you began to hear about the attacks of September the 11th, 2001? I had just dropped our daughter off at Sulphur Springs High School. And I was driving down Main Street toward the First Baptist Church where I was the pastor. And as I was driving to the church, I was listening to the radio and the, you know, announcers on the radio were trying to figure out exactly what it was they were hearing and seeing and exactly what was happening. I got to the church and all the staff, we gathered around and we turned on the television and we watched uh, all morning and then we spent all afternoon preparing a, a special worship service that we were inviting the whole church to uh, the next night. And absolutely, the church was uh, packed to the point of bringing in chairs because of the way we all were feeling in those days. Well, following that event, there was a little slogan, that a little phrase that uh, became fairly popular, and I still hear it some today. The phrase was, never forget. Matter of fact, there is one of those uh, fast oil change places a few miles from where we live. And on the sign out in front of their establishment, there are the words, never forget. I suppose those words have been there for 22 years, but it's still there. Well, this morning I'd like to use that phrase, never forget, and talk a little bit more about Thanksgiving just before we shift all of our gears to Christmas. Let's wrap up the Thanksgiving week with a couple of Thanksgiving thoughts based on this phrase, never forget. So take your Bible, turn with me if you would to the Gospel of Luke, turn to chapter 17. And I'm going to read verses 11 through 19, ask you to follow along as I read. It's the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. I'm going to start reading at verse 11, and just follow with me as I read. While traveling to Jerusalem, 
Jesus passed between Samaria and Galilee, as he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he told them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And while they were going, they were cleansed. Verse 15. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet, thanking him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told him, go get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. Well, I just have two thoughts to talk about this morning, and the first is never forget to count your blessings. Now, maybe an unusual story to talk about counting your blessings, at least at the initial part of it. Here were ten guys uh, with leprosy. Now, we're talking about counting your blessings. Here are 10 guys with leprosy. Now, I am not a medical doctor. Uh, As a matter of fact, if one of my uh, dear church members once said, uh, upon my receiving my doctorate, she said, now, Pastor, you're one of them kind of doctors that can't help nobody with nothing, aren't you? Of course, she had the gift of encouragement, and uh, uh, it remains a blessing to me today, uh, but... Counting your blessings, here are 10 guys with leprosy. Now, leprosy is an infection. It, uh, it affects the nerves, uh, the respiratory tract, uh, skin, uh, vision. It is contagious. It's, it's a disease where... Often, the nerves are so affected, uh, a person cannot feel uh, when they've been wounded or maybe when they're sick. And so, extremities are lost and uh, wounds go unattended. It's it's a terrible disease. Well, here are 10 guys with leprosy. Uh, They are alone. Uh, well, they're, they're isolated, and they are kind of outcast. And we're talking about never forgetting to count your blessings. So, I think it's important maybe to remember that they were alive. They were not alone. They had ten together. And they had this incredible experience with Jesus. So blessings sometimes come in the form of people, sometimes come in the form of places, and sometimes come in the form of experiences, and sometimes all of those are together. Just say, never forget to count your blessings. You know the name uh, Jonathan Oatman, Jr.? He was born in April of uh, 1856. He, uh, his dad was a great singer, and he loved to sit around and listen to his dad sing great hymns and songs of the church. His dad was a businessman, but a great singer, and so 
the hymns of the church were important to him. He, he went on to become a licensed minister in the Methodist Episcopal Church and even pastored uh, local churches to, for a time, uh, but primarily joined his father in the mercantile business back in the uh, uh, late 1800s. But uh, I think maybe his claim to fame was that of a gospel songwriter. And he became uh, a prolific songwriter. Wrote as many as 3,000 hymns, perhaps as many as 5,000 hymns. And one goes like this. I'm not going to sing it. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, see what God has done. Just saying, don't forget to count your blessings. Sometimes blessings come to us and they are uh, expected. I think that's reasonable to say. Sometimes blessings are expected. For example, I would say one month from yesterday, that's a public service announcement, one month from yesterday is Christmas. And I think most expect some kind of gift or gifts Those are blessings. Not that everyone gets a gift, but I think there's an expectation on the part of just about everybody that someone's going to recognize them and see them and know them and give them a gift. That's why Kathleen and I are participating in your angel tree. We want to make sure that the people on that tree in their expectation see that expectation met. It's a blessing. And we want to bless someone. Blessings are sometimes expected. You plan a vacation and you expect it to be a great blessing. Happened for us this week. Now, we've always spent our Thanksgiving with, with my family, a large extended family. But last Saturday, a week from Saturday, my mom and dad celebrated their 90th birthdays and their 70th wedding anniversary and had 49 of us gathered. That was enough. <laughs> so our small group of seven spent this past Thanksgiving week in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Now, I didn't plan any of it. I paid for a lot of it. <laughs> we expected that to be a blessing. It was a blessing beyond our expectations. I'm simply saying, don't forget, never forget to count your blessings, those that are expected and those that are unexpected. You know, a a job opportunity comes along that you did not expect. A promotion comes you did not expect. Never forget to count your blessings, those that are expected, those that are unexpected. Sometimes unexpected blessings begin as disappointments. Happened for me. I was 24 years old. Kathleen and I had been married long, and I was invited to preach in view of a call of a small church in South Central Texas. Ten members. And they did not vote for me. I was crushed. I thought, if these ten don't like me, I will never 
ever have a chance to be a pastor and fulfill what I think God has called me to do. But you know, six months later, my phone rang. And what began as a disappointment became an unexpected blessing in Kathleen and I getting called to our first church, the First Baptist Church of Blum, Texas, where we spent three wonderful years. I'm simply saying, never forget to count your blessings. Those that are expected, those that are unexpected, those that are big blessings. The birth of a baby in the family. Those that are small blessings. I always like the smell of my yard right after it's been mowed. Especially if somebody else has mowed it. <laughs> Never forget to count your blessings. And never forget to express, to live out a life of gratitude. So you got these ten guys here. Uh, All 10 of them encounter Jesus. And Jesus says to all 10 the same thing. Go, show yourselves to the priest. They all did. Now, I think we sometimes are pretty hard on those nine. And I get it. But remember... Those nine, they did what they were told. But the above and beyond one, the Samaritan, the foreigner, which kind of leads us to conclude that maybe the others were Jews, but the foreigner, the Samaritan, so overwhelmed was he with a blessing that he had received, he returned, stopped. He, he was along with the others, but he saw that he was healed. He stopped, went back, and in a loud voice, gave glory to God and and expressed his gratitude, lived out, expressed out loud his gratitude for the healing that had come his way. Now, we're pretty hard on the nine, but let's focus on the one who did not forget the great healing he had experienced and returned and lived it out and expressed it out. And I'm simply saying, let's... uh, Let's never forget to kind of live out and express out our gratitude. So how do you do that? Well, I'm going to suggest to you that first you have to feel grateful. I know what you're thinking. When I was thinking about it myself, I thought that that ought to go without saying. All of us ought to feel, just, just be grateful. But consider. My observation and my experience says that people who live out their life prideful and arrogant, living a life of gratitude is a real challenge. Consider that people who tend to live critically and negatively, living out a life of gratitude is a real challenge. Consider people who live judgmentally and legalistically. I think gratitude is a real problem. Consider that people who live out 
with a sense of entitlement that they're owed by someone or everyone. Living out a life of gratitude and expressing that appreciation is problematic. So, we think it ought to go without saying, but let's say it. Keep an attitude that's properly perspective. Keep a tender heart. And with an attitude that's right and a heart that's right, living out gratitude, living thankfully, does go without saying. So, be grateful. Say thank you. Now, there's a phrase that's a lot in our society nowadays, and it's the phrase, see something, say something. Now, everybody's heard that. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure they really mean that. Sometimes I wonder, but I get it. The point is, if you see something that looks wrong, that looks dangerous, say something to someone who can do something about it, man, I, I get that. But let's take that phrase, say something, see something, say something, and apply that to, to gratitude. So, personally, if I see someone doing something for me, man, my response ought to be thank you. If I see someone saying something kind and gracious to me, my response ought to be thank you. If I see someone doing something for someone else and I notice what a blessing it is to them, I think it may be a a good place for me to be to go and say, thank you for doing that for them. Apply that to the church. There's so many unsung heroes in the church that get little gratitude. Uh... You know, think about the people who keep this place clean. I'm really grateful for that. Think about the people who are taking care of your babies. Unsung heroes. Think about these people behind me who every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock for an hour, maybe more, prepare what we've been blessed by today. Thank you. What about the people who drive your kids places? Very little gratitude probably is ever expressed to them, but couldn't we change that? Couldn't we change that starting today? And we begin to see the unsung heroes of the church doing something for someone else, and we express that gratitude to them. We see something, we say something, thank you. That's a good thing to say. So just be grateful. Say thank you. I I would also propose that we um, teach gratitude. I think gratitude's a learned experience. So I'm proposing that we take it upon ourselves to teach gratitude. Now, Kathleen, uh, this week at Thanksgiving... 
prepared a lesson for all of us before we ate our Thanksgiving dinner. It goes back to a tradition in 1620 with the pilgrims. Now, they lived meager lives, as you probably know. Early on, a bleak existence. So much so that in 1620, on some days, all each of the pilgrims had to eat, so the story goes, is five, was, was five kernels of corn. Each one of them, that was it for the day. But they decided to take those five kernels of corn and be grateful. One of them was to signify their gratitude for the uh, autumn beauty around them. The second was to indicate a deep gratitude and thankfulness for God's love for them. The third, thankful for the family they had or still had. The fourth corner of corn was to express thankfulness for the friends that were still there around the table with them. And the fifth kernel of corn was a thank you for the freedom they enjoyed. So we each got five um, candy corns. But before we ate our Thanksgiving dinner, we expressed our gratitude for the beauty that was around us, for the God who loves us, for the family around the table with us, for the friends we are blessed to have and for the freedom we enjoyed to be there that day with those people. Gratitude is something you teach. And it starts with teaching children to say thank you. And can I add to say it like you mean it? So, never forget to just live out loud a life of gratitude. And that starts with never forgetting to count your own personal blessings. So, Thanksgiving is 362 or 363 days away, depending on whether or not you want to count today. Thanksgiving 2024 is on November the 28th. And we will all gather together in places around the state, the country, and the world on November the 28th of 2024 for the next Thanksgiving. But we have 362 or three days to count our blessings and to live out loud our gratitude. Never forget. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the day, the blessings of this day. And we are grateful. We are grateful for the beauty that's around us. We are grateful for your deep love for us. We are grateful for our family. We are grateful for our friends. We are grateful for our freedom. 
And we're grateful for this day and for this church and for this place and for these people and for your word and the opportunity to be here and to worship you. Thank you. We give this time of invitation to you. We do so in the name of Jesus, your Son and our Savior. Amen.